How's it, guys? Let's commit the message time to the Lord. Father, we thank you that, Lord, we don't have an absence of your word. Your word is rich. It changes. It transforms our hearts and lives. And so right now, Lord, we just open our hearts. We say to you, Lord, that our heart is good soil. And we believe that your word will produce a hundredfold fruit. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. <coughs> Whoa, God can. What a great series title. And what I'm speaking uh, about today is that God can enable me to finish strong. I think it's one of the most rewarding goals <coughs> to finish seasons and finish life strong. To be able to look back uh, with all the difficulties, all the trials, all the challenges, and see that we have been victorious, we've come through, we've remained faithful, we see the rewards in this life and the next, we've been productive. Amen. And so Solomon, who wrote Proverbs in the early part of his life, writes the book of Ecclesiastes at the end. And this is what he says in chapter 7, verse 8, <clears throat> finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. How often does our absence of patience prevent us from finishing strong? You do know that many people are good at starting things. Are you? And it's start your studies and get all the notes and start friendships and relationships. And you just think this relationship is going to be it. And then it doesn't seem to finish strong. New Year! Happy New Year! Woo! Come March, you're wishing that you could just skip to 2025. <clears throat> um, so people are not really good at finishing strong. How many of you ever got a, a gym membership? You see, I go to gym five days a week. And I always know that it's irritating for a couple of weeks and people come to gym. I know they're going to stop. And uh, we'll have the gym back to ourselves. But so, so, yes, not a lot of people are good at finishing what they're starting. I think for some of us, we've got grit. And we're happy to leopard crawl over the line. I'm going to finish 2023. This season of being a parent of scholars, I will finish. I will get over the line. But you know what? More than that, God wants us to finish strong. Amen. Um, and, you know, in the last few years, some really prominent church leaders who have done amazing things for God have not finished that season strong. So what does it tell me? Finishing strong is not automatic. It's not just a case of you coming to church on Sunday. Um, finishing strong requires the grace and the strength of the Holy Spirit. We have to be aware on a daily basis of the presence of the Holy Spirit. But then, <clears throat> critical focus. We have to focus on finishing. Amen. And it's quite an interesting, uh, a gentleman called Dr. Clinton uh, was a, a leadership professor at a, at a very well-known Christian university. And he devoted 15 years 
to studying more than a thousand Bible characters. And the shocking thing was he found that only 30% finished strong. So where does that leave us? Well, certainly I'll tell you where it leaves me is that there are still some incredible examples in Scripture. Amazing people like Paul, like Peter. Peter failed, but he finished strong. And in the Old Testament, my favorite characters like Samuel, Joseph, Daniel, and Nehemiah uh, were people who literally found life difficult beyond difficult. I mean, Joseph became a slave, then a prisoner. Um, Daniel was taken in chains to Babylon. Um, Nehemiah was just the cupbearer and the, the incredible obstacles that he had to overcome to get back to Jerusalem to build uh, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So there were lots of challenges, <coughs> but these people finished strong. And Paul always saw his life journey as a race. A race has a starting point and it has a finish point. Amen? Uh, you can't just disappear and have a cold drink and a bite to eat and get back on the race. You know <clears throat> that there is a finish line. And I believe that it's important for us to see that there, that there was a starting point when you gave your life to Christ and there is a very definite finish Point. And God wants us to finish the race. Amen. So this is what Paul said to Timothy, was a young man in the ministry who was mentoring. Uh, in chapter 4 from verse 6, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. What a challenge to get to the end of your life and say, my life has been poured out. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of His return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to His appearing. You know, this life doesn't give us sufficient. <laughs> We've got to know that. There is a next life. And we were talking about that as pastors, that we want to continually place that before our church. This is not the end. Uh, that there is another life that is going to be amazing. And God will always reward us for finishing strong, both in this life and the next. Okay, so what I believe is that God is destined every believer to finish strong. You might say, Graham, I've had a couple of bad seasons. <clears throat> Things haven't gone well. Well, the wonderful thing is to know that your destiny is different. So let's get onto God's plan. Let's get back onto His agenda because God has devised the most amazing and incredible support plan. Firstly, it's the leadership and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Guys, when we, we've got to make crucial decisions. We know that the Holy Spirit is there to lead us. Then the presence of God. I know that we can get into situations and we don't feel. But you know, our life is not built on our feelings. 
You will surely never finish strong if you base what you think, where you're going on your feelings. God is always present. That's what Jesus said. I will never leave you. He said, I will be with you always the moment before he was taken back into heaven. And then the living word of God. Guys, so many times I have needed the word of God. I've needed a promise. I've needed to be chastised. The word is living uh, and it is there to help us finish strong. And then lastly, the great mystery that Paul speaks about that was revealed to the apostles, the church of Jesus Christ. We are the bride of Christ. And in the church, we find encouragement, we find support, and we find a group togetherness that will take us across the line. Is that fine for you guys? Are we happy? Okay. So I'm going to give you some, some guidelines from our life, from our ministry, and from Scripture. Because... We all want to finish strong. Firstly, divide your life journey into identifiable seasons. Because when you do that, you know what season you're in. You can set goals. You can make priorities that uh, fit the season. If you've got three children under the age of eight, you don't decide that you're going to do evangelism every night. I mean, your wife will kill you. So... We have seasons, but within each season, we can set priorities. Amen. You guys with me? Think about it. Um, high school, um, um, our, our youth department, we are so focused on helping our matrix to finish strong. There's so many distractions in matric. One distraction being that you've got to write an exam. Um, that we, we realize that, that we need to finish strong. Um, as, a, as a person in college and university, that's a season. As a, a working single, um, then as a young married couple without children. I know Jenny and I, we focus so much on social justice things. because She worked for Durban Child Welfare. There were things that we did as a young married couple that kept us on track. Um, I, I remember as a, as a university student, because um, I'm going to talk about purpose. We, I, got, I was so involved in reaching into the university and then running coffee bars. Guys, you've got to know that the season you're in is the season God wants you to finish well. Maybe retirement. Um, an empty nester. Is anyone here an empty nester? All the kids are out of the house and you're saying, hallelujah. Let me tell you, you never, they never leave you. So <laughs> uh, isn't that so? They always need help. But, but guys, retirement. Retirement is not the time oh, to wait until you die. Guys, come on. Like, oh, well, you know, it's all over. My body's broken. I'm broken. And I hope the kids are going to look after me. And, and, and then wheeze your last. Yes, we do know the Word of God says that our body gets weaker, but our spirit grows stronger. And, and so my recommendation is that we see each season as a season that we can finish strong. You guys are with me? You know what, Paul, he knew that, uh, that God had, uh, had called him um, and he just took each season as it came. So my second point really follows. Not only do we identify the seasons, but 
We find purpose in every season. In other words, your heartbeat beats in time with God's heart. I mean, you might be a mom with small kids and you're not working. You can start a ministry to moms and tots. I think that is what characterized um, my life uh, during different seasons. Um, we always found purpose with primary school kids. Man, alive, the house was packed. We always had like a combi or the venture bus, which we packed full of kids, which we took them to the sporting events. Um, so many kids were reached because we, we didn't allow that season to be all about us. Our house was open. We dare not change our furniture because too many kids bounced on it and all the rest of it. But, but guys, it's purpose that will keep you healthy. And you know what? God will give you your purpose. Don't let go. You might say, I don't understand my season. Find the purpose. Find it. I'm, I'm asking you not to let this week go by without you discovering. Maybe you won't discover, you know, everything about it. I mean, Paul knew that he was called to take the gospel to, to Gentiles across the world. And he went everywhere. But you know, when his season changed, he knew that God had called him to go to prison. All, all, all his friends said, don't go to Jerusalem because they're going to they're imprison you. But he saw that God wanted him to be taken as a prisoner to Rome so he could preach to the emperor and all the, the influential leaders. Then later on, he knew that he had to stay in prison so that he could write half the New Testament. Purpose. There is always purpose. Um, Old Testament, all those guys, Daniel, Nehemiah, Joseph, knew that their purpose related to God's people, Israel. And we see all this coming into effect with this war that we uh, see going on at the moment, trying to discern what is God and what is not God. Um, Joseph understood that he was chosen by God to save the Israelites from starvation. And we know that he came through his season of being a slave and a prisoner, and he was able to discern the dreams of the emperor, and he was given the chance to um, basically set up a program that would feed people during seven years of starvation, and, and how his brothers and the Israelites eventually came to him because they were starving. And this is what he says in Genesis 15, 90-21. Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. Guys, whatever you're going through, don't become a victim in the season because God does intend things for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. So don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them by speaking kindly. You have to know that you're in this community in this season for a purpose. You're not here by accident. You're not in Durbanville. You're not in Somerset West. You're not in Johannesburg. You're here. So while you are enjoying a season here, know this. There is purpose. And when you, when you constantly have purpose in front of you, you're going to finish strong. 
Guys, if you've lost purpose, why don't you recover it? Can I move on? Identifiable seasons, finding purpose in every season. Then, in every season, ask God for the grace to serve others. School, at home, at work, and in the kingdom, including old age. You do know that it's not natural to just keep serving. So we require the grace of God. It's by God's grace that we can pour out our lives. I want to tell you, this is the biggest component of finishing strong. The moment you and I focus attention on ourselves, we struggle. We become a victim. Um, And it's so interesting because um, talking about people finishing strong in Scripture, um, there were 39 kings in the season where Israel was divided up into Israel and Judah. Of the 39, only eight were good and and, and only five finished strong. So five kings out of 39. I want to tell you, there's nothing more dangerous than being a king or a queen. Because, and what happened, the focus became about accumulating wealth, about power, uh, about being able to control people. And it's an interesting thing. Jesus identified this amongst the leaders of his time. This is what he says in Matthew 28. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Jesus says, must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give His life as a ransom for many. Guys, if you happen to be blessed with a business or a position of authority anywhere, see it as a privilege to serve the people under you. Amen? I promise you, God will bless you and He will promote you. You see, wherever Joseph went, he served. God promoted. He promotes service, not lordship. Amen? We only have one Lord. And his name is Christ Jesus. So what what does serving do? It realigns our hearts and our minds. You see, we need realignment. We live in this world with massive distractions, opportunities. There's so much stuff. We, We as never before in the world. But our hearts need to be realigned to God. So what it does, it realigns us and focuses us upwards to God. Whenever you serve someone, you're serving God. So, God, I'm doing this for you. Then it focuses you outwards to people and their needs. Am I making sense to you? Um, It's sowing life-producing seed. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you're receiving what you need in the worship and in the Word, and I hope you get a great cup of coffee afterwards. 
But what is more beneficial, beneficial to you is to speak to somebody you haven't spoken to for a while. Encourage somebody. Smile at someone. Just serve them. If you're not part of our dream team, sign up because it will help you. It will help you to finish strong. An interesting thing about the people I've mentioned, Joseph used his gifts to strategize saving all food over seven years. His administrative gifts to help people. Do you know that Daniel was a slave who served the Babylonian and the Persian Empire. Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. The cupbearer took a sip of the wine first so that uh, if it was poisoned, he would die, not the king. He served. He was a servant. He was not a king. He was not a priest. He was not a prophet. He was a layman who just served. You guys with me? So key things, identifiable season, please Note your season. Find purpose in that season. And then by the grace of God, through the love of God, we're inviting you to serve others. You willful. I know you get to a point, I know what it's like to think, flip, is anyone going to serve me? I'm so tired of picking up clothes, the kids' clothes, this, cooking, whatever it is. Just seems to be never ending. Anyone ever feel like I'm the only one here? Just think, flip. <laughs> but let the grace of God fill your heart. Okay, now what I think is so important is you and I can't afford to be finishing weak every day and then hoping to finish strong in a season. So what I want to recommend is that we start the day strong and finish it strong. How did Daniel do this? He actually prayed three times a day. We know that that's how they trapped him. Uh, when he was praying, he used to pray in his, his bedroom at lunchtime and he ended up in the lion's den, but God turned that around. So I want to suggest three things. And I, this is what I really want you to listen carefully to. In the first instance, you must receive your daily dose, if I could call it that, your daily injection, your daily refreshing of God's love. If you don't receive love, because it's love that motivates, it's love that changes us, the day becomes hard. I think we start the day by declaring our love to God. You're having a quiet time. I think a bit of praise and worship, because let's be honest, this morning, wasn't the praise and worship amazing? So as we express our love for God, God comes and refreshes us. I find it almost impossible to preach when there's been no you know, praise and worship that's gone up to God. You almost feel that you, you, you've got to grab the, the service by its bootstraps and pull it up. It's wonderful because you've been refreshed, haven't you? But when, and, and so I found this a personal challenge. I'm now saying every day, was I refreshed? That I have an absolute sense of God's love, of His promises, of, of, of my sense of what He's done for me. The power of love encourages our hearts. And again, it realigns us. When you're loved, you're realigned. Your priorities, your focus, and your direction. Then secondly, 
And guys, I mean secondly. You receive forgiveness through a daily personal appropriation of the gospel. You know what the gospel says? When we sin, we confess our sins, and He is faithful and just to forgive us our acts of unrighteousness. The biggest mistake you can make is to say, well, that's just for pagans and sinners and drug dealers and whatever. For a reason I cannot explain to you, God has not removed our sinful nature. Every day, we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to be in control. Because your natural human nature is stubborn, it's self-preserving and refuses to admit guilt. Guys, can I tell you this? If you didn't know it, forgiveness is free. Grace is free. Why don't you every day freely receive forgiveness? Instead of us carrying a load of bitterness, offense, unforgiveness, being trapped in, 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 in various addictions. You know, what, you know what Jesus said to, to Peter when Peter asked, how many times do you forgive? He was talking about nine times, 99 or 999 times. You know that God never gets tired of forgiving you. But if we, after we've experienced God, I've just said, God, show me something that you want me to deal with. And the minute you say, I've been irritable with my husband or my wife. The kids have driven me mad. I haven't always said the right things. The minute you say, sorry, something happens. I tell you what, you're on the journey to finishing strong. Receive love, receive forgiveness. Don't, don't let the devil stop you from being free. Thirdly, you commit your body to God as a living sacrifice. In other words, your will and your desire are in submission to the will and desire of God. You know what? God will give you the desires of your heart when we first of all commit everything to Him. And this is what Paul said in Romans 12 verse 1. So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He's done for you. See now that's love and it's forgiveness. So can you see the progression in your quiet time? Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. You know the word holy means separate. God, I'm giving you my life. I'm separating my life from all these other things. And I want you to use my life in the home, at work, at college, and in my ministry. I'm committing my life to you. And it's so exciting because every day God could have some special thing He wants you to do. And I want to put it to you this way. You think, oh my word, so my, what if God wants me to do something I don't want? Well, can I also put it to you this way? If God wants you to do something, put that in your heart. He's not going to send you kicking and screaming to China if you don't want to be a missionary to China. Make sense to you? Okay. But when you have committed yourself, you become totally God's responsibility. So it doesn't matter what you go through, 
You just turn around and say, God, leaving it to you. God, you sort it out. Have you ever got to that point? But you see, when we are stubbornly doing our own thing and we're not doing what God wants and we, we, we kind of, we, we are in charge, guys, it's hard when trouble comes. <clears throat> I mean, how can God sort things out when you're doing it yourself? But just when you've committed yourself to God for the day, that's it. I know God will cause all things to work together for good. Amen? You can, you know what? It, it might be the worst day of your life. God will turn it to become the best. Because you've committed it to Him. If, if you come to me with something, something valuable and you give it to me, I've got it. I'm going to look after this thing. Andre had the, the, the privilege of holding the, the Webb Ellis trophy the other day. That's not something you drop on the floor. Are you with me? Receive love. Receive, freely receive grace and forgiveness. Commit yourself to God. And it's His baby. Hey, my life's your baby today. Guys, I promise you, you're going to start finishing strong. Amen. Come on. Guys, we were born for such a time as this. Please don't allow your life to drift, to meander. Don't let the devil lie to you. God didn't say, oh, flip, flip, flip. I've gone and created 300,000 more people than I wanted to. What do I want to do with these people? He knew exactly a million, million years ago, the day you were going to be born, what family you were going into. He knew that in this season, you would be, are you saying, Grandma, I never thought in a million years I'd be in Cape Town. There's purpose. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Come on, we're committing ourselves. God, I don't know what your season is, but I, I, I want you to commit this season to God. Maybe you're single, you're divorced, um, maybe you're a single parent, maybe you're old, you, you, you're worried about being lonely, um, I don't know, maybe it, your season at work is crushing you. I don't know, maybe you're finding it. I mean, I, look, I found the hardest thing you ever did was be a parent. Anyone agree with me there? You know, it's like, whoa. But let's take a deep breath and just come on, breathe in, out. God's got it. <laughs> He's got my season. I'm going to find purpose. And I'm going to serve wherever God calls me to serve. And boy, oh boy, as I'm committing my life to God, I'm going to become His baby because I know that He will always look after me. Thank you, God. I thank you, God. You're such a wonderful God. You're a precious Savior, Jesus. Died on the cross for each and every one of us. God, we commit ourselves to You and we ask You, please, Lord, enable us to finish strong. You know, some of us here, we need to start. You're saying, Graham, I, I used to serve God. There was a time when Jesus was front and center. Stuff has happened in my life and I want, I want Him to forgive me. I want to start again. Or maybe you say, Graham, I've never even started this walk. Well, what a wonderful opportunity you have now. All of hell gnashes its teeth and all of heaven claps. 
when you say yes to Jesus. So if we could keep our eyes closed except for our team, I want to ask you, would you like to give your life to Jesus for the first time or afresh? Raise your hand and take it out. Say, Graham, that's me. Up and then down. Do not let the enemy, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do not let the enemy be the victor because by the grace of God, you are now going to start finishing your season strong. Come on, is there someone else? Do not allow yourself to be caught into this thing of you've got to do it in your own strength. You've got to be the one. Let it go. Come on, that song when frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Come on, let it go. Some of you need to let it go. I need to go for singing lessons. I know that. Let it go. When you let it go, everything is in Jesus' hands. Is there anyone else today? Say, Grandma, I'm giving my life to Christ. This is my day of salvation. Thank you. There's a hand at the back. There's someone else. Come on, this is exciting. Aren't you excited to be in God's house? Aren't you excited that you can confess your sins and it's gone? It's free. You're free. That you can receive the love of God. You can experience it. Anybody else this morning? Because we've got to go. Lord, pray with me. Come, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for your love that you loved us so much that you sent your only son, Jesus, to die on the cross so that we might be free of sin. Please forgive me. Come and live in my heart through your precious Holy Spirit. Lead me, guide me, and help me to finish strong. Amen. God bless you guys.